Welcome back to Pinky and the Wild Wanderer. My name is Katie, a.k.a. the Wild Wanderer. Today I have a guest. Woohoo! Woohoo! Welcome everybody, Jesse Warner. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so Jesse and I don't really know each other. Uh, really? I've met you once at a sound bath, but it's okay. more peripheral, I feel like. True. Yeah, like Mutual I, acquaintances. Yeah. Places that we hang out. Yeah. Things that we do. Yeah. Same realm, but not really ever like you were doing a sound bath. So you were, you know, in your zone. For sure. Yeah. Doing my thing. Yeah. So the reason why I reached out to Jesse to invite him on this podcast is because I'm watching his Instagram stories and he's talking about selling all of his stuff and moving to Costa Rica. Yes. Which is such a similar... I know. And it's such a similar journey to like what I'm doing. I was like, I think you should come on the podcast and we should talk about this. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So what prompted this? What prompted this? The move to Costa Rica. Yeah. You know, okay, we'll say a lot of it is divine yep. uh, intervention. Mm-hmm. Divine in nature. Um, the idea of Costa Rica came to me in a meditation oh, like two and a half years ago. So my meditation practice, like I'm dedicated, right? It's about an hour and a half every day, every morning. Sometimes those meditations are very profound and bring me a mm-hmm. lot. Other times I'm just kind of like, you know, processing things right. in my silent time. But Costa Rica came to me just as a word as, as Costa Rica. And it was just kind of this knowing. Okay. And it, Took a while to sink in, and I started playing around with the idea of it. So my trade, my license in, in the state of Wisconsin is acupuncture in right. oriental medicine. Mm-hmm. So um, my vision slowly turned into, okay, well, maybe I don't want to just stay in Wisconsin. Maybe this idea of Costa Rica that's come through is is telling me something. Maybe I should follow that. Maybe I should play with that. Mm-hmm. And so very often in meditation, I would revisit that idea, the Costa Rica idea. And what I started to realize is that Costa Rica came to me because my highest self, my mm-hmm. highest timeline is operating there. Okay. And all I have to do is go merge with that highest timeline. Right. So I started getting visions of what I wanted to do down there. And it turned into a very comprehensive plan to open a holistic healing retreat center. Okay. Costa Rica is known for them. Right. Mm -hmm. So I played with that idea for a while and I started refining it. And then I started visiting Costa Rica. Yes. I had never been there. Okay, funny. The idea just came to me, right? Mm -hmm. But I had never been there. But I knew I was going there. Right. So I was putting this plan together. And I decided to go down there. First time. I get off the plane. And out, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yes. This is where I'm supposed to be. Like coming home. Absolutely. Okay. Felt exactly like peace. Yeah. was at peace. I was in, my frequency was a match for that place. Okay, love. So I traveled back there multiple times this past year. I stayed for almost all of February. I was back again for a couple of weeks um, in July of 2023, just Mm -hmm. a couple of months ago. And on that trip, a lot of things lined up divinely for that trip to take place. And ultimately, I had known just deep inside intuition that I was going to go back somewhere between June and July. And I was telling people, you know, yeah, I'm going to go back in June or July. I really want to explore the Nicoya Peninsula. Okay. Very specific region. Beautiful. It's on the Pacific coast. Um, A lot of uh, beautiful beaches with healing retreat centers. Okay. So, um, in that uh, in that idea that I had to go down there, 
a number of other things were just playing out um, in my personal life, which aligned me to going to a retreat mm-hmm. to learn a specific method that I'm kind of, um, I guess, obsessed with in a sense, um, a healing method. Okay. And it just so happened that this retreat for a method that I was learning was going to be held in Costa Rica. Okay. In the Nicoya Peninsula in July. Okay. So now the universe handed me an opportunity. 100%. And so I go down there thinking, okay, I'm just going to check out what a retreat center actually looks like and how it feels. And uh, by the time I got down there, I was already knowing that there was something very special about this place that I was going to go to. Mm -hmm. I had been talking with uh, the primary owner and operator of the retreat center leading up to getting there. And once I actually got on site, (laughs) it was another homecoming. It was like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And within 48 hours, the plan was was already in place for me to move there. Okay. And to set up camp. Okay. Host some of my own retreats. Love. As well as offering my services to other retreats coming in throughout the year. Okay. So it's almost as if, because I spent all the time aligning with the idea in my head, right. meditation, mm-hmm. the universe just presented it to me. 100%. The universe. I'm yep. putting that in air quotes, right? Yep. Because I am the universe. That's right. <laughs> Everything is responding to me. Right. So I, I connected with the energy and the frequency of that version of me. Mm-hmm. And now that version of me is starting to just kind of like fall into place. Right. So I'm leaving in the middle of October, and I'm heading down there, and I'm selling all of my stuff. How's that going? All of my stuff, you know, I guess with some exceptions, you know, family heirlooms and such. Right. Keeping those. Right. But most of the stuff, non-attachment. Non-attachment. Like. Huge theme in my life right now, non-attachment. And you have have a a yogic background, right? mm -hmm. um, Mm-hmm. Non-attachment is one of the core principles of a yogic practice as well as a Buddhist practice. Okay. It's just we don't need all the things we think we need. So true. It's crazy as I was emptying my 1,700-square-foot house and I'm having this estate sale and people are coming in and, you know, there's importance of it to me in a small aspect but ultimately, I'm like, okay, how's 60 bucks for this giant pile of my stuff? That's probably right. a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff. At least. But yeah. I'm just like, you know what? Non-attachment. I don't need any of this stuff that I thought I needed because that's what society says I need. Isn't that amazing? It's so freeing. It is. I probably have of all my stuff because I'm... I'm not going to Costa Rica, but I'm living in a bus, mm-hmm. a six-window school bus. Amazing. I have 122 square feet of livable this. space. Yes. You got to condense things down. No, seriously. <laughs> so, like, I'm staying at my parents' house right now, and I have a small bedroom, and I just literally have a few boxes lining the wall. That's my stuff. There you go. And it's like, what do I truly need? And everybody on the outside is like, well, don't you need this, 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 and this? No. No, I don't. It really makes you think about what what are the core things that you absolutely need to survive. 100%. 100%. Really, if you think about absolutely need, I think it's a very few No, seriously. number of things. You don't even really need that much. No. No. I don't need some of the things. Like my friend was like, you're taking all your crystals, Katie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, I am. She's like, but that's like rocks. I said, right. But like, I like, I want to be the person who, when I meet somebody and I have them on me, mm-hmm. if I feel drawn to just leave you with a little piece of me, because mm-hmm. people are just, I'm sure people are just naturally attracted to you and your energy as well. Right. And we get these people in our energy sphere and you're just like, you know what? I just feel drawn to give this to yeah. you. That's how I want to be. 
So I need all those crystals. Right. Until I feel like I need to part with them. Exactly. Yeah. You know, when I think uh, once you start this process of letting go of attachments, you tend to, at least I do, and it sounds like you do too, you kind of know when it's okay to let something go. Mm -hmm. There are some things where uh, my, my closest friends have certain items, dibs, right? Right. But at the same time, I say to them, okay, but can we wait until the week that I actually leave right. for me to hand these over to you because mm-hmm. I'm not ready yet. And I have a bunch of stuff lined up on a shelf, and these are things that, I don't know, maybe I want to take with me, maybe I don't. I'm going to let them sit there. Yeah. I'm going to think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel it out. Yep. And when the time is right, I'll know. Yeah. Oh, that crystal is supposed to go with so-and-so. Ding. Yep. You know? And they just come. Yep. It's funny. I had certain issues with releasing my grandma's belongings. Mm, totally. So I had That's a big. Oh. That's heavy. I had a tree spirit. Like she, I have two of her tree spirits, right? And my friend was like, Katie, I will just hold on to them for you. Like I will make sure that they're safe. I cried. Yeah. I was like, I just don't know. And then my grandma was like, it's okay. You can let it go. She'll hold it safe. And I'm like, okay. So I had to have that moment where I like grieved the loss of one of her very dear items to me. And she came and she was like, Katie, it's okay. Cause she's always with me. Yep. So it's just, yeah, it's crazy how it all works out. It's just a thing. It's an item. It is a memento. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a question. Yeah. Are you going to drive down there with like your car <laughs> and your like some stuff? That was one of the potential ideas. Okay. However, <clears throat> there are a few factors that are <laughs> leading to an answer of no. I okay. will not be doing that. Uh, number one, driving through Mexico by myself. Um, I know it can be done. Mm-hmm. In fact, my friend and soon-to-be colleague in Costa Rica, she did it herself. So She drove? Yes. Through Mexico. Through Mexico with her dog. Okay, that's the thing people warn me about. I don't think I could do it. Okay. Uh, It does not appeal to me. It does not feel safe for me. Okay. There are a number of countries that you would have to get through along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, It certainly can be done. Right. Maybe with like a caravan of people. It just doesn't feel right for me. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's fine. Um, additionally, to bring a vehicle into Costa Rica um, yeah. from out of the country, it is something like a 90% import tax. So you essentially have to pay for your car again. Oh, so then it's like at that point. Right. It makes the decision a little bit easier. Right. Okay. So if you're traveling around, sure. If right. You're, if you are fluent in Spanish and you... Um, have the right energy to hold yourself mm-hmm. in in those um, in those places. Right. Great. More power to you because right. I'm. I know that people have done it. Yeah. For me, just doesn't. Just maybe not. It's not going to be this time. Okay. Um, I have two dogs. Yeah. Who I'm bringing down with me. Um. So that does add a twist to things because it would actually probably be. Um, more, I don't know. I was going to say it might be more convenient for me to drive, but now that I'm thinking about it, flying is going to be so much easier. Yeah, it's much less time. Quick, done. Yeah. How long is that flight? Well, we're flying out of Florida. Oh, okay. Because uh, my dogs are not service animals, so they can't come on a commercial flight. And no airlines fly, well, only Alaska Airlines flies dogs in cargo. And... It has to be less than 80 degrees wherever you are landing or taking off. So that does not, uh, Costa Rica doesn't fall into that category. Okay. So um, in order to get the pups down there, if they are not service animals, and they are not small enough to fit under a seat, um, we have to fly in a private charter jet. Okay. A very small jet that we will be flying over the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. Um, sounds very exciting. 
<laughs> it does. <laughs> Maybe a little, uh, a little trepidation there. Uh, a bit. I'll yeah. Over it. It's fine. It's um, one of those puddle jumpers. It's, uh, I think it's more kind of like a corporate jet. Okay. Thing. Okay. But there will be, uh, so there is a animal rescue group who operates out of the U.S. and they fly once a month to Costa Rica. Okay. And they pick up rescue animals and bring them back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. That gets funded by people like myself that want to fly our, our with our dogs. Right. And bring our dogs down there. Um, so we essentially are the ones paying for that plane okay. to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how many other people will be on the flight with us. It could be up to four, I think. Okay. And then everybody will have at least one dog, maybe two. Okay. And we're all going to go in this tiny jet and fly there from okay. Florida. So it'll be less than three hours. Yeah. So it's just like, we just have to get there. Right. And you're going with dogs. I'm going with dogs. So like. Hmm. A flight full of puppies. Yeah. I feel like that could take your mind away from things a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're, we're going to drive down to Florida. Okay. We'll leave sometime mid-October. Okay. Take a drive to Florida. Go as slow as we can. Make a few stops along the way. Okay. Just a road trip. Me and the pups. Okay. How have other people in your life reacted to this, like, upheaval? Mm. You know, uh... It's been a mixed assortment. Okay. That's how I'll phrase it. Okay. I can see that. I was trying to come up with the best words. Yeah. Um, most, mostly very supportive and okay. enthusiastic. I love that. Maybe the people who aren't are just a little nervous. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people who will look out for you. Mm-hmm. You're making a big move like this. Right. You know? Yeah. And so they might express some of their concerns or worries and I deeply appreciate them because it means mm-hmm. that they are genuinely thinking right. of my well-being and my safety. Mm-hmm. Now I've found that it's required me to keep my focus on the end goal. Right. And to not let the um the outside world influence. Right. They're based off of an fear, maybe. Yes. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Certainly, it all gets traced back to fear, you know? 100%. But we fear losing people. We lo- uh, we fear not having them around. Or right. Or not having their energy to be present with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a complete upheaval. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just picking up. Moving away. Yep. Yeah. And it can be a little, you know, scary. I don't know if that's the right word, but it is. I think about like where I'm at in my journey right now. Mm -hmm. Like, and I reflect back, like this was all decided in February. My plan has been this for years, but like the decision to do it was made in February. All right. And then I'm like, okay, I'm here. I have the bus. And then there is this underlying fear in the background. Like, okay, I'm getting everything I want. But then you're going to be out there all by yourself, Katie. And I know I'm never truly ever going to be alone, but it's back there. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? You're going to be fine. And it's just a thing. There's, I think when people go through a big life change, mm-hmm. there is always going to be a fear element that that shows up to challenge you Mm -hmm. in certain ways and your your ability to acknowledge a fear frequency when it pops up into your mind and then and then essentially press the pause button on reality and on that thought and rewind Mm -hmm. and change the way that you're reacting to the fear in the moment that is the key to neutralizing fear. Right. And then just operating from this very highly focused, high frequency Mm -hmm. timeline. Yeah. It's strange because once I made the decision 
uh, the universe lined so many things up for me. Like everything just goes Mm -hmm. so smoothly when you are aligned with your purpose. So when that little thought pops in my head and people ask all the time, well, what are you going to do? Or where are you going? That is the number one question. Where are you going? That's a good one. And this is the answer that I say to these people. The universe will unveil my path while I'm on it. Like my idea is to head southwest. The ultimate goal in my head is Arizona. But who knows what the universe has decided for me. If there is something that pops up in New Mexico, well, then maybe it's supposed to be there for me. And some people just are like mind blown by this answer that I give them because a lot of people don't understand that like trust in the universe, which Mm. just kind of makes me a little sad. So like when I see people like you and me just completely abandoning our entire safe, maybe life Mm -hmm. that we have surrounded by all our people who are just like, you know what? There is a bigger plan out there for us. And it's not going to happen by staying right here. It just, I feel like it just gives people just like, and every single person I tell my story to, they're just like, wow, everybody talks about it, but nobody does it. So it just is like an example of like the courage and the faith that you have to get these stories out there. Like you can do the things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people live in that fear zone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you guys, once you do the thing that like lights your soul on fire, the path will be made clear. And people are just like, Katie, you're just out of your mind. You know, it's a very important message to be, um, to be sharing, I suppose. Yeah. Um, a, a few things that kind of stood out as you were talking, um, this idea that if we don't have all of our possessions and all of our things and all of the, and the routine and the schedule and the job and the car and the, and the this and the that and the dinner and the breakfast and the kids and the school. And if we don't have all of that structure, life is too vague. It's too loose. And I think that um, very often that's difficult for some people to operate within a very loose structure. Mm-hmm. So what like what you and I are doing in our lives certainly isn't going to be suitable for everybody all at, all at this time just because it is for us. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But by sharing the experience with others – it has the ability to leave a little bit of that energy with them mm-hmm. because that little bit of energy will start to grow within their mind mm-hmm. until the day when it manifests as a conscious thought, a conscious goal that they want to experience more freedom mm-hmm. because they're ready for it. Right. You have to be ready for it. Boy, do you have to be ready for it. It's true. Yeah, I just think, like, the courage of it all is so inspiring to others, and that is, like, the goal. Like, if I just inspire you to take even one little step outside of your comfort zone, I feel like that's a good little mark to leave on somebody. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So So. what was the story behind you choosing the bus, and, like, what was, where was your aha moment? For the bus over any other mode of transportation? Just the idea of it. Just the idea of it. So I, my soul is not meant to be in one spot. It just really isn't. I hear that. I am somebody who just, and my whole chart aligns with it all. Like, it's just so funny when you start putting it all together. But I've never been one who just wants to stay in one spot. But I have a daughter, so I'm like, okay. You know, stability is good for children. Mm -hmm. And then... You know, it was an idea that I had and I shared it with, you know, my friend and she's like, well, I want to come with you, but we, I don't want to go until I'm 30. And I said, okay, sure. Cause you know, it seems like a good idea to mm-hmm. do something like this with somebody else. Right. And then I just realized that there was like resentment mm. because I'm not following 
my dream and my path and what like really brings me. So it was like mm. bringing me down to a place that I was not happy about. And I was in therapy one day and my therapist was like, what do you want to do, Katie? I was like, I want to leave. Like I want. Very clear. No, a hundred percent. It came up so quick. And yeah. the second I said it, a calm sense just came over my entire body. She's like, well, it sounds like you know what you want to do. And it's something I've been thinking about for years. So like I've got the plan in place, mm-hmm. but it was funny. So like I get off the phone with her, I call my mom, tell her what's going on. I call a realtor, come on over. And I call my wife and I was like, so I have a best friend of over 20 years. After 20 years of friendship, you get upgraded to wifey status. So I call her and I told her what we're doing. And she's like, well, that's my dream too. I was like, yeah, I know. Hmm. You're more than welcome to join me at any point in the journey. But she also has a son. Got it. Who's not graduating till the end of this year. So I'm putting all my stuff together, right? And I'm like, what vehicle am I going to take? Like, you know, because when it was with me and somebody else, we were going to get a truck and pull an RV. And then I was like, well, I don't want to do that. Do I want a class A RV, which is a drivable RV? And I was like, yeah, that's what I want. And then you start looking at all the schoolies Mm. and the customization of them. Totally. And then just the safety factor. Buses are meant to transport children. Very true. I have seen RVs where a big gust of wind goes by. Yeah, and they're bouncing around or not. Or completely knocked over and then just completely fall apart. So... I was like, okay, let me do the schoolie. What schoolie do I want? I don't need a big one because I want to be able to go into national parks, right? I want to be able to get into places. So the idea was that I wanted a seven window bus. Well, okay, those are kind of hard to find. Then I found this one that was six windows in Tampa, Florida. My bus budget just for the bus was 10 grand. Okay. Like that is the bus budget. Mm -hmm. Well, I found this bus in Florida for three grand, completely rebuilt transmission, like everything. So I sent it to like my spiritual group. I was Mm -hmm. like, what do we get from this bus? Because I got good vibes from it, but sometimes when I'm a little too close to it, Uh, I can't really trust if I'm just really excited or if like, this is something good. So every single person who gave me feedback was like, Oh, I see you like traveling the world. And I hadn't told any of them like what I was doing. Just Mm -hmm. what do we think about this bus? I see you traveling the world, spreading messages of love and peace. And I was like, well, okay, this is perfect. And like, I found it on a Thursday. I call my dad. I'm like, um, are you willing to go to Tampa on Saturday and drive this bus back with me? And he's like, I mean, I guess. So that was it. I booked the flight on Friday, went down there on Saturday, met the guy, really nice guy. Like I got really good energy about him. Mm -hmm. He told me about his wife who was in an accident. And I was like, I just, you know, send her a little Reiki energy. And I just had this thought in my head, bring her a clear quartz. And all my stuff is in boxes, right? Right. I opened one box with a lot of my crystals in it. And the clear quartz that I was thinking of was right on top. Of course it was. I was like, ain't that a sign? Meant to be. Meant to be. Mm-hmm. So like we go down there, get the bus, start driving back. I run out of gas on the side of the road. Go figure. Found out that my gas gauge doesn't work. Oops. And the police come and talk to us. And they were so kind. Good. Like, so kind. One of them brought me to a gas station, three different gas stations, brought me to a Dollar Tree to get some gas cans. It was late at night. Brought me to three different gas stations, one outside of his jurisdiction. I'm like, everything is just, like, working out. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie, though. The next day as I'm driving my bus, I was like, I swear if one more thing goes wrong. Mm. And it wasn't even, like... Anything had truly gone wrong. You ran out of gas. No big deal, right? I'm like, I swear to God, if anything goes wrong, that's it. I'm getting rid of the bus. We made it home, drove straight through, Mm -hmm. got home at 4 a.m. the next day without one single issue. I was like, you know what? I'm sorry I doubted you, Pinky. You're a beast. You did it. it. Yeah, and she just runs so great. Like, everything just works out. And now I'm dealing with a rust issue, which everybody was like, rust, it's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible. It's not really. It's just another process. Mm. So then my friend is like, well, how does this rust relate to you, Katie? I was like, (laughs) thank you, I'll ponder that. 
you know, everything is a process. Things just don't happen right away sometimes. We got processes. So it's just like this whole little journey. And then when people are like, why do you want a bus? I'm like, well, I'm going to put everything in it brand new. Yeah. That's so cool. And I'll know how to do it. Right. Like when I might have to fix something, Mm -hmm. I'll know where all the things are. So it's just like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Schooly life. Yeah. So when... When are you going to be on the road? Do you know? January. My yeah. mother has given me an eviction date. All right. Mm-hmm. So how much is left to do on your bus? <sighs> Have you driven a bus before? So I used to work for, <laughs> not not necessarily a bus, but I have driven like transit vans, like okay. the big, the big ones, like the big white bus yeah. with the, um, with the uh, wheelchair lifts on it. Sure. So I used to be a case a manager. Large, our large vehicle isn't yes. to you. No. See, this is a thing that I don't. I get nervous even about moving trucks because okay. I just don't know that uh, if they're if they're too big, I'm afraid I'm going to do something. No, I get bad, it. You know? I get it. I've just grown up, like my dad owns a cabinet shop, so like I've driven the rental trucks like when we load cabinets in the back. So it's not real. You want to know what's scary, Jesse, hmm. is being in the passenger seat while somebody is driving the bus going 55. It feels like you're going 100. Really? Because it's so big, yeah. it just feels so fast. Well, remember as kids, like I remember as a kid on the school bus, it, it, I lived out in the country, so we had wide open spaces and our bus drivers would drive probably only 55, but it well, they don't like we go any faster. Like 80, you know? It's yeah. Like, oh, we're going so fast. Well, it really sinks in when you're 40 and you're looking out the yeah. window and you're like, holy man. I was like, dad, I'm just going to be on the floor. Like I bought a rug. Yeah. <laughs> I just laid on the just floor. I was like, there. I can't look out the window. It's different when you're driving. When you're driving, it doesn't feel as fast. Mm-hmm. And again, you can only go so fast. Like you're not getting anywhere fast yeah, you get in a bus. Out yeah, a because speed. buses are meant to stop and go. Mm-hmm. Stop and go. And they're meant right. to transport kids. Like, I guess I'm not I don't live in a hurried pace okay you know what i mean i got you i'm like five hours of drive time a day is perfect for me i don't need to drive in the rain like i'm not really in a hurry yeah i tell everybody that i'm great yeah i tell everybody that when they're like what do you do i'm like well i'm a lady of leisure i teach yoga every morning but other than that i'm a lady of leisure i'm building a bus but where i am in the process is september is for the exterior so it's been gutted Mm mm-hmm Like, that was not my favorite part of the process, actually. Like, the taking apart. I like the putting back together. Sure. Because then I feel like I'm getting somewhere. Right. So, I'm waiting for my skylight to come. It's supposed to get delivered today. It's raining. So, I don't know that it'll get installed today. Maybe not. Yeah, because my bus is outside. But once I... And we have to get the door installed because I took the original door off because it had been in an accident. It was messed up. So, I bought an RV door. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting on the steel company to get back to me for some pieces for that. But then once I get the door on, the outside can be done, and then I can start putting everything back on the inside. So fun. So fun. I love it. Yeah. And, like, it's a thing. Like, whoever helps me with Pinky, like, because I have people who are like, I want to help. I want to help. They get to put their handprints on her hood. Cool. The helping hands of Pinky. Yeah. So That's special. Yeah, it is special. And then I get to take them with me. And I'm somebody who, like, saves all the love notes people have ever written me. Like, all my friends or, like, Mm -hmm. people that I've just encountered in the past. Yeah. So that I'm going to, like, wallpaper my ceiling with it so that I can always remember, like, you know, you have some peeps. That's special. It is special. great idea. Yeah. So. And it's all yours. It is. And I've thought about driving to South America. Yeah. So I know what you're talking about when you say like Mexico. You know, beyond the safety issue of Mm -hmm. of some of the areas, not all, but some, um, the the roads in Central and South America are not known to be, um, a lot of them are dirt. Yep. With a lot of hole, potholes, mm-hmm. um, it's it's not nice, flat, smooth paved <laughs> surfaces. Uh, you know, surfaces. Right. Uh, so again, 
depends on where you go, I guess. Yeah, I feel I'm like sure there's a whole route that you could take that would be more um, that would be easier than others. Yeah, I but would it be as scenic? That's the thing. You know, do you want to do scenery or do you want to go ease of getting your vehicle? I feel like ease it, in that know? aspect would be more important. Yeah. But if I did it, I would go with a caravan like of nomads. Yeah, great idea. Yeah. How cool would that be? Uh, come to Costa Rica. Okay. Make it your destination. Mm-hmm. You can bring all the RVs. We have a landing strip, so you can park the RVs and get the out of here. Our, um, okay, strip. do a schoolie event retreat. Yeah. Because all the people who live the schoolie life are essentially like hippies. Yeah. Just you're all, yeah. You're all um, you're all part of a tribe. You know. Yes. It's your star family. Yeah. And you know, it's so interesting that that came up just now because. I feel like for many of us, the past couple of years have been full of kind of like these activations in our consciousness and our physical bodies. And you are we're not all being drawn to our star tribe, our star family, like the people on this planet who we are supposed to meet up with in in this new era that we are entering right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I keep, I see I'm using my hands and I'm hitting things. <laughs> It's okay. Um, But, you know, what that's led to for a lot of people is breaking away from old relationships, friendships, marriages, family, et cetera, et cetera, Mm -hmm. because they aren't in alignment with you and your highest timeline. And your highest timeline is always going to have your soul family, your star tribe with you. Mm -hmm. So we're all kind of being... We're, we're, we're hearing the call. We're feeling that it's time. Yes. It's kind of like this. Uh, and for some people, there are very profound realizations and activations that happen. Mm-hmm. And for others, I think it's more of a gradual and subtle process. Yeah. And perhaps they haven't had the full big awakening. Right. Moment, you know, the aha moment where everything starts to make sense in a different way. Um, but... Yeah, it's just so interesting to to hear uh, uh, stories like mm-hmm. yours. Yeah, because it's happening all over the place. It is. We're all kind of shuffling around where we want to be and who we want to be with. Yeah, I feel like something big happened when I turned forty. Like I've been on the Likewise. path since thirty eight. Right, like thirty eight was the start of it. Me too. Okay, like for real. No, yeah, but serious. About that time. Now that I think about it. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, forty came. Yeah. And then I was like, I was still like figuring it out. But halfway through 40, I was like, you know what? This is my life. This is like my journey, my path. It cannot be put on hold for anybody else. I'm done listening to other people's ideas, thoughts, opinions, all the things. Yeah. And then 41 happened and I was like, oh, (laughs) it's done now. Because, you know. The game has changed. The game has changed. And now I just feel like, so when I meet somebody who's not necessarily on the same path Mm -hmm. or like level of awareness or consciousness, I just ask a lot of questions, you know, and then I plant those little brain bombs. That's what I call them. I like that. just plant the little boop. Yep. And then all of a sudden they're like, Katie, what did you do? What made you think? By asking different questions. Yeah, outside of the normal parameters mm-hmm. of. Yeah, and then again, the example of by seeing people doing the things like we are doing, it gives them like, oh, it doesn't really have to be the way that I've been told my entire life. Yes. Especially if you're like miserable. Yes. Like, let's elevate. We are not supposed to be miserable we this are is not. a fundamental thing people out there listening and i say this all the time in healing sessions with clients we are as humans this is not supposed to be an experience of pure suffering <laughs> like Mm-mm. it's not supposed to be a forever thing um while while periods of time in our lives in which we feel immense emotion intense emotion like um it always serves a purpose. It always serves the the future outcome. But the future outcome for all of us is to align with 
like loving our life. Mm-hmm. Just loving our life. Mm-hmm. If we don't love our life, then then what should we do to right. be able to love our life? 100%. Because a lot of the times the people that are keeping us miserable is our own self. Well, yeah, it's Thoughts, always us. ideas. Yeah, it's some people our- don't like to see that. <laughs> Every single thing in our reality is based on, mm-hmm. like, me. Uh, is This is not in a self-centric way, uh, but the reality is everything in my reality is about me. It's mm-hmm. generated by me. It's for me. It's all in response to me. So when things are not playing out the way that I want them to, it's it's something that is a reflection of an internal energy within me Mm -hmm. and so if i don't like something in the external world it means i have to change something on my internal world my internal energy my thought process my mindset has to change somewhere somewhere Mm -hmm. in order for me to then um create the reality that matches what i have inside of me right so um when 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 that theory and concept came forward for me it made me realize something that I have all the power. You have all the power. Mm-hmm. Every single being on this planet has all the power within them. Right. To make whatever choices they want to make, mm-hmm. to align themselves with whatever version of reality they actually want. Right. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. I have people who are just annoyed by other people's actions and I'm like, I would like you to think about why Mm. and relate that back to you. Cause why is it even showing up? Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because it's funny. Like the people who know me long-term and they see this version of Katie, Mm -hmm. they're just like mind blown that this is where I've come to from where I started. Sure. And it's just like, we are meant to evolve as people and I just don't know that staying miserable and being this like very fiery person mm-hmm. is like the way to be. Yeah. I much prefer the loving person who treats things with an open mind. Like it's just like we don't have to stay the same. We don't. No. Mm-mm. No. This is very true. Um I'm I I'm always reminding myself though that nobody's nobody's journey is identical to mine right right so the way that uh the way i go about getting what i want and then also attempting to be of service to others Mm -hmm. i think the service to others is really important once you have once you have figured out what your highest timeline and your destiny is Mm -hmm. for whatever period of time it's your destiny once you find that out and you figure that out you go get it knowing that it's going to allow you to give to others to be of service Mm -hmm. to others Mm -hmm. so you invest in yourself and then you turn around and you can invest it wholeheartedly right for others When you do that, it in turn transfers all of that, that whole sequence of events over to that person. Mm -hmm. And then they get to take charge. Yep. They get to make the choices. And Mm -hmm. then it, and then it leaves them and goes on to the next cycle of individuals. Yes. This is how we spread a movement across humanity and across the collective. Those of us who are tuned in just need to tune in even more, even higher, because doing that, again, transfers over to everybody that we touch. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. With that being said, though, I have found that the higher frequency I embody Mm -hmm. for myself, the faster people who do not match that frequency drop out of my life. Yeah. Just, just gone. It, they, mm-hmm. it doesn't exist. It's as if uh, those people and those experiences are no longer available in this version of my reality. Right. 
It's true. It's fascinating how that happens. It is. And sometimes, like, depending on who that person is, it's a little hard to, like, see that go. It you know what I mean? Right? Mm-hmm. And then to allow yourself to grieve those losses, like, mm-hmm. it's okay. But this is where I'm going. And these people just, it's not their time yet. Yeah. Yeah. Non-attachment. Non-attachment in all forms. Non-attachment to any emotions, any outcomes, any possessions, any notions, any expectations. Did I already say that? (laughs) Yeah. uh, It's non-attachment to all things. How can we, how can we incorporate non-attachment in all aspects of our life? 100%. It's a major reprogramming, though. Major. Major. And it's... It's, it's not the normal operating system, at least no. in the United States. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It just makes me want to leave. Like, eventually, I want to end up in Thailand. Yeah. That's where... Something's calling you there. Yeah, I have a past life there, I feel like. Well, I do. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's where I just feel like I need to end up. Yeah. Yeah. So you will. I will. For some period of time. Yeah, 100%. I got dogs, so I got to stay local. See? And then same problem. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, they're four and three. Okay. They have a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, so we're working a lot on basic manners and obedience right now. <clears throat> okay. I'm trying I can to, understand. You know, we're getting out on as many walks as possible, and it's. Um, I have not always done. I. I <laughs> I've always been the believer of, oh, you give out, you give your animal freedom. Yeah. Freedom. <laughs> Same. They deserve freedom. <laughs> she must smell every smell and yes. investigate every <laughs> element of nature. Yeah, and that's great until you encounter other people and other dogs and your animal is not well-mannered and likes to jump or yes. leap or lunge or mm-hmm. even even though they were are never going to be aggressive right their movements their actions say something different they give off a, a more i don't know nerve-wracking energy for people so uh-huh. i'm now really into the idea of all right we've got to get this behavior under control before we go on to a small plane with other people with dogs and right. then we're going to a whole new living space and there are dogs uh at the retreat center so my dogs are going to have to integrate with the pack, right? Right. And so I only have a few weeks left to get this figured out, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, because we're kind of like four weeks away from leaving. Uh, but, you know, what it's highlighting for me is control versus respect and connecting with their energy. Mm-hmm. So what I'm asking my dogs for now is... the respect where to respect me you stand by me mm-hmm. you stay next to me mm-hmm. and um it's been difficult yeah there's a, they they there's a lot of reprogramming that has to happen because mm-hmm. um i'm not taking away their freedom but i'm asking them to respect me in the moments that i right. ask them to respect me mm-hmm. and behave like good girls yes <laughs> right and they're getting it and it makes Good. me very happy. But, you know, when it when it started off with me trying to train them from a controlling element where I was, like, trying to be in charge, mm-hmm. didn't work. Right. They don't like that. They're like, no. <laughs> uh, treat no. us like, like living beings mm-hmm. and ask us to respect you, and then we'll start doing it. Yeah. But it's going to require consistence, uh, consistency. Yep. And you have to give us love afterwards so that yeah. we know that we are good girls. Yeah. It's so. like you can teach an old dog new tricks. It's the owners, really, who need to be trained. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. But learning some tips and some tricks. And I, I have a very lovely acupuncture client who um, she just adopted a dog who really didn't have a whole lot of formal training, you mm-hmm. know? And so she's doing the same thing. She's trying to teach the dog basic manners. And, uh, the last time I saw this individual, um, at my clinic, she 
had just had her dog trainer over earlier that day and they had like a two hour session. And so she just gave me all the, she's Love like, that. okay, so when, when you have dogs that pull, you want to do this and this and all they want is respect and all they want, you know, and she gave me the whole list of the Love. things to do. And, you know, I have to say it's been, um, very helpful. So if she's okay. listening, she'll know that it's her. Okay. And um, thank you very much because <laughs> I need all the help I can get. Yeah. Seriously, that's a thing. I feel like if I let my dogs off the leash, they're gone. Right. I mean, mine, mine are yeah. six and seven. Okay. So Lucy's the older one. She's mm-hmm. seven. And I feel like she hopped over the fence the other day in my parents' yard, but she stayed on the opposite side of the fence. Like well, she didn't good. go anywhere. She didn't leave. Leave. No. So I feel like that came with age mm-hmm. because previously, she gone. Would have been gone gone i mean she always comes back but it's still it's scary absolutely so yeah you don't know what they're gonna get into you know right especially out in the wild right i live in town currently Mm -hmm. so the idea of my dogs um my older one just was notoriously known to bolt out the front door and to just run she would just Run. run and it was like ah uh but you know we would always be able to get her back but i just worry about i worry more about other Cars on the yeah. road, etc. Yep. You know? um, somebody not paying attention, or or God forbid, my dog doing something silly and running into the road. Yeah. Know? Because you never know. Um, in Costa Rica, we'll be a little bit more isolated, which will be, okay. I think, a great opportunity for me to start working on no leash. Right. And just knowing where the boundaries are. Hmm where the communal areas are mm-hmm. and where they're not allowed to go okay. because there are going to be some areas where they shouldn't go. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't leave, you can't cross this line because you'll go into the marshy area where there are crocodiles. Right. And that's a no, no. Right. And by the time you learn that lesson, it might be a little too might late. Be too late. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the, the process is, it's interesting. Nice. So you're living at the retreat center. Correct. That's where I'm moving in. Yeah. Okay. And it doesn't have people all the time. Because when I was watching your videos, you were like waltzing around naked, which love. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I just, I want to be naked all the time. Yeah. Like naked in nature all the time. Absolutely. Why not? (sighs) Right. I don't understand. Whatever. You know, that's a whole wormhole we can go down. (laughs) Different episode. Yeah. (laughs) Episode two is... (laughs) Why we should all be naked all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. We're just human bodies. Like 100%. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, there are there are periods of time when, uh, you know, I don't think a, a retreat center certainly could run every uh, retreat every single week. You know? Right. But as the coordinators and as... Um, people who work with the retreats as uh, for utilizing our healing modalities and our Mm -hmm. capabilities, there has to be a break. Balance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think pretty much a full schedule there is more like three out of the four weeks with with a few gaps in there. Yeah. And um, so I'll be, I'll be helping to coordinate okay and be kind of like feet on the ground okay love um the owner of the retreat her name is jill and she is is pretty much the she heads it all up and when you have a full schedule for an entire year Mm -hmm. it's time to think about maybe how can i get some additional support right but again that's the whole divine meeting between us um, yeah where the moment that i looked at her when i first met her i was like oh yes like oh, hello we are long lost souls it's yeah. the finding of your tribe mm-hmm. well i found one of the key members of my tribe that i needed to reconnect with in right. this lifetime in order to achieve something that is magnificent okay so i get to live on site uh for now okay we'll see you know there's no I'm giving up this need for timelines and for, and one of the things I'm actually finding very frustrating right now is that I do have a timeline because there's a specific day when I have to get onto a plane and I have to fly, which means by that specific day, a lot of things must happen right. and be organized because I have an entire house worth of stuff that mm-hmm. needs to be, 
either given away or, um, you know, some of the, I guess, higher end items, people are very kindly offering financial, um, mm-hmm. you know, compensation for these right. items, which is great. Um, but yeah, to clear out the house, to close my business, yeah, um, to get a PO box to make sure that the storage unit has this and this and this. And uh-huh. you know, all the things that must get done by this specific date. Right. I don't like that. Same, same. It's just like, mm-hmm. uh, it adds, I, I'm so ready. Right. To be out of that mm-hmm. mode. Yeah. And just, and just be like, just follow my flow. Serious. You know, like what day is it? What time is it? Who yes. cares? Yes. Yes. I know. I'm Once, just here. That's how I feel. That's like, well, I cannot wait to just be just out. Be. Yeah. Do to what be, you want to do. To meet the people I'm supposed to meet, to do the things that like my path is just mm-hmm. open to. Yeah. I know. I feel very restricted. You know, I'm in my parents' house, which that's a whole thing. Cause mm-hmm. you know, you try and evolve past certain behaviors right. or realize where they come from. Right. And then you're back in it. Yeah. Yeah. Big lessons. Big lessons we're Eye learning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like tracking things. But, you know, that's it's all part of the plan. Like mm-hmm. you, you must be there with them and seeing all of the things that they do mm-hmm. that are also within you. And, it, like, this is, it's an opportunity to break some generational For sure. ties and For energy sure. and patterns and loops, you know. For sure. Uh, 100%. So it's happening for its reason. Yeah. But the, the end result is going to be a new, a newfound freedom for you, which Mm -hmm. is, I think one of the key elements of, um, connecting with your higher self is that when you do, you feel a sense of freedom Mm -hmm. of, of non-attachment of, um, a lightness in which everything seems to just be in the flow. Mm-hmm. Being in the flow is where I want to be. Yeah. And my life leading up to now, and I would say probably the past two and a half to three years more specifically, um, leading up to that was a lot of resistance, was a lot of... Um, uh, just behaviors that are not in alignment with my highest self. Mm-mm. And I look back on that and there was a period of time where that was really like difficult for me to look back on some of the things that I've said and done and mm-hmm. witnessed and participated in that were just not in alignment with a consciously evolved human experience. Mm-hmm. And it has taken me a while to release the energy around that and transmute it into a feeling of gratitude that I have been able to experience that. Mm-hmm. Those things, I, I experience them as part of, uh, as part of the experience. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I'm able to now reflect from a much higher level and say, without those experiences, would I have gotten here now? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Right. Because you change one thing from the past and it it's the butterfly effect. 100%. So. Yeah. So that's been a real big element of transformation for me right now with this whole process of, of leaving my home in the U S and my job and all of the things has been, um, uh, there's just an element of letting the past be the past and without it, the present could never exist the way that it does. Yeah. And the future that I am manifesting for myself, um, wouldn't be the same. Right. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, if we, like, sat down and had some dinner, we could have some pretty good chats. Yeah, (laughs) I had to, again, you, like, look at the things, right? I had to come to a place of, like, forgiveness, especially with my daughter. And I wasn't able to, like, move forward 
until I realize that I no longer have to be that person. Yeah. Like you can forgive yourself for those behaviors. You don't have to do those things anymore. Yeah. So yeah, it's just taking stock. It's looking back. It can be big if you want it to. You mm-hmm. know, it can be really, really monumental. Yeah. Um, or it can also be viewed as just like a fun part of the game that we are playing here in life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But everything has a everything has a cause and effect, a reason, a mm-hmm. um, a reason to be. So every experience has a reason. Nothing yeah. is nothing is random. Yeah, that's like kind of why we I started the pod. Yeah. Like I like to talk about the things that people don't talk about. Uh-huh. Because, you know, shame, guilt or whatever it may be. Yeah. And then you see somebody cuz I'll talk about the things. Like if you really want to get into some stuff, I can tell you all about the things and the journey and where it's been. But mm-hmm. that leads to the inspiration for people who then know Like, I'm not alone. Yeah. I'm not alone. Everybody goes through stuff. And the more I share certain experiences, the more people are like, oh, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, me too. And people just, we're not alone. No. The majority of us are going through a very um, quintessential human experience, which Mm -hmm. is we come into this world um, with an initial primitive instinct of fear for survival. That's our very first instinct when we are born into this world is, will I survive? And every single thing that we experience from that point forward is built off of this, will I survive instinct deep within us. And once we get to a point in our lives where that, that mindset starts to shift and it turns into, oh, I, I, I have survived. I am here and things aren't happening to me. They're happening for me and the result of me. Mm -hmm. That is the monumental shift that takes us out of um, just the same old script that we've been running our entire life into something where we are the ultimate creator and visionary of what our life is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agree. Love. Love. I may have rambled. It's okay. I love it. You should hear me on my podcast. I just ramble. You know, I found that <laughs> there's an, why not? You know, um, this is how ideas flow. This is yeah. where the creative process can take place. It's mm-hmm. through a dialogue. Uh, I very often dialogue with myself, you know, I'll, I'll speak out loud. I have no, yep. no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I feel like there was something else I was going to say along the lines of all of this, but I lost it. Oh, you know, the more, the the higher I set my frequency, the more these really profound downloads kind of just come through mm-hmm. where, where it's like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, this all really clicks. This all resonates. All of these ideas are very very spot on, you Mm -hmm. know, um, in, in healing sessions with clients, there's a, there's always some sort of kind of like divine flow that's coming through me in terms of, um, me knowing what the message is that they need to hear in that moment. Okay. And so I'm finding that the more I have, you know, like guest appearing on a podcast or, um, a coaching client who I'm working with virtually or whatever, um, the the information just like flows through the way that I mm-hmm. am supposed to broadcast it to others. I understand. You I know? do. Yeah. No. I, I know you do. Yeah. Because I have, it happens to you too. So I've said it for years. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I know things sometimes, but I know things. Yeah. So if I'm telling you something like in a, like I'm, Yep. Just take it. Yep. Just do what you want with it. But there's a Just reason accept why. Accept the words and accept the frequencies yeah. and the message. Yeah. And I've yep. always been like that. So so I understand completely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
we've been here for a little over an hour. I would like to respect your time. Oh, that's lovely of you. Thank yeah, you. I try. So, <laughs> Jesse, if anybody wants to follow along on your journey, where can yes. they follow you? Um, so, Instagram is typically my my go to social media site. So, uh, Jesse Warner, J E S S E W A R N E R dot Quantum Healing. That's my handle. So jessewarner.quantumhealing on Instagram. That's where you can find all of the updates on the upcoming journey to Costa Rica, as well as just kind of what I'm all about and, yeah. and my message. And we all have, we all, many of us are realizing that we have uh, very important messages and divine messages that we are meant to share with the people with whom those messages resonate the most. Mm-hmm. So I put all of my messages out on that platform for the people who are meant to find them Yep. to find them. Yeah. So that's where, that's where you can find me. Um, the, uh, beyond healing wi.com. That is also my, um, coaching website. And that also has all of the information on the, upcoming Costa Rica retreats that I will be hosting. Okay. So if you want to, uh, if you want to work with me at this point, there are going to be several options. There's going to be virtual coaching, mm-hmm. uh, weekly zoom meetings, etc. Uh, then there will be an opportunity to come to Costa Rica for one of the retreats that I will be hosting. Um, week long retreats. The first one is this November, November 27th through December 4th. Then we've got another one in April that I'll be leading, um, another one in the end of June, beginning of July, and then most likely in November. Those would all be on the 2024 calendar, but those are going to be week-long transformational healing experiences for anybody who wants to or is called to participate and it will include a lot of one-on-one time with me and okay. then other facilitators and co-hosts will be there. Um, everything is taken care of for you at that point. You know, Love. you just, you just get on the plane, you book your flight, you get on the plane. Once you get through customs, I have taken care of everything else so that Love. all you have to do is be present and be a part of, and I will facilitate something really magical for you for a week. Um, Love. So... There's that. Uh, beyondhealingwi.com has all of the information about the retreats. Okay. I will put all of your contact information in the show notes. Love it. So when you are listening to this podcast, if you're interested in connecting with Jesse, all of his information will be in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. I can't wait to uh, come to Costa Rica in my yeah. bus and check out your space. Yes, please. We'll do another episode down there. A hundred percent. I might even want to check with in with you via Zoom just to see yeah, how we things should. are going. We should. Yeah. I, one of the things I'm sending down with me is a very nice podcast studio mic that Ooh. he's coming with. So okay. you'll be able to get this voice and clarity. Love. So Love. yeah, we, we will definitely make that happen. And thank you for having me stop by today. It's been a really fun conversation. Thank you so much for coming. It's I been appreciate it. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.